Greetings, Earthlings. Today we are going to begin our journey into outboard preamps, meaning I'm reviewing one of them. Now to begin this journey, we are starting with a relatively affordable outboard preamp. This is the Golden Age Projects Vintage Preamplifier Pre-73 Mark III, and this costs around $350. Like always, I will throw some links down below in case you want to check it out. And for the majority of this review, I will have the Rode NT1 connected directly to the preamp. My gain is set at 45 dB. The output is set at around 130. I have 48 volts phantom power on. And then I am running a line level into the Focusrite 18i20, recording at 24-bit 48 kilohertz. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. Of course, you are going to get the massive outboard preamp. You'll get the power supply and a single piece of paper that is two-sided and that is your manual. Then as far as the build quality, the preamp feels absolutely outstanding. It has an all metal chassis. The dials are all very firmly attached. The switches all toggle nicely. None of them feel loose. The XLR port does have a little bit of wobble to it, but it doesn't seem out of the ordinary or it doesn't feel like it's going to break. And as far as the manufacturing location, I can't find any information on the chassis, on the box, or in the manual. Then on the front of the preamp, you'll find the power button with a light to let you know that the preamp is on. You'll find a quarter inch instrument input and a button to engage that DI input and a light to let you know that the DI is engaged. A 48 volts phantom power button and a light to let you know that the phantom power is on and a low Z button to lower the impedance of the microphone input and a light to let you know that it's on this does decrease the impedance of the mic pre from 1200 ohms down to 300 ohms. Above that, you will find a switch to switch between mic or line level for the rear input. Then you'll find a high pass filter switch where you can engage a 40 or 170 hertz high pass filter. Then an air switch, which is essentially a high shelf boost with a 3 dB or 6 dB boost at 30 kilohertz. Then you'll find the stepped gain dial, which ranges from 20 decibels all the way up to 80 decibels of gain. Then you'll find your output dial, which is not stepped. You'll find a very minimal 4 LED meter, and you'll find a phase invert button. Then on the rear of the preamp, you will find the power port to connect this to the power supply. You'll find an XLR quarter inch combination jack for either mic or line level inputs. You'll find a quarter inch insert port so you can run this into other outboard gear like an EQ. And then you'll find an XLR and a quarter inch line level output. Then as far as the specs, the gain on this ranges from 20 dB all the way up to plus 80 decibels. It has an impedance of 1200 ohms or 300 ohms depending on the low Z button on the front. It has an operating level of plus 4 dBU. It has a high pass at 40 hertz or 170 hertz at 6 decibels per octave. It has two high shelves, both at 30 kilohertz, the first one being 3 decibels and the second being 6 decibels, and it does offer 48 volts of phantom power. First thing I want to demo is the filters on this preamp. 
up until now, no filters have been engaged. We are not using a high pass and we are not using a high shelf currently. And this is how it's been sounding with the Rode NT1. Now I've engaged HP1, which is the first high pass filter at 40 kilohertz at 6 dB per octave. This really should not have too much of an effect on my voice because my voice does not go down to around 40 hertz. I have a relatively high voice but this should clear up any kind of low-end rumble. And now I've engaged HP2, which moves that high-pass filter up to 170 hertz. This will start to affect the tone of my voice, and it should clear up a lot of the low-end rumble now. I know there are some AC units near me that I can't shut off, and that is going on in the background. I apologize for that. But with this 170 hertz high-pass filter, that should clear that right up. As a palate cleanser, now I have disengaged the high pass filter and the high frequency air boost is not engaged. Now I've engaged Air 1, which is the 3 decibel boost focused around 30 kilohertz. You may be thinking, why does it start around 30 kilohertz? Well, it, is a, it has a very wide cue. I will overlay the frequency that I measured. You can see that it definitely does affect the audible range of the microphone. And this has been Air 1. And now I have switched on Air 2, which is a 6 decibel boost, which is just going to be a more aggressive high shelf to the microphone. It does not change the frequency that it focuses around. It just boosts it even more. So there you go. Those are all the filters that are available on this preamp. And now let's go ahead and see how the low Z or the changing of the microphone inputs impedance affects the tone of a couple of different microphones. Currently, I am on the Rode NT1, 45 dB of gain, and the output is set at around 130, and the low Z is not engaged, and here is how the audio is sounding. And now I've engaged the low Z, or I have changed the microphone impedance from 1200 ohms down to 300 ohms. You definitely do hear a little bit louder of a sound signal, or a lot louder of a sound signal, but does it also affect the tone of the microphone? Let's go ahead and do the same test on another mic now. Now I have jumped over to the SM7B. I increased my gain to 70 on the preamp and my output is still set at around 130. I am at 1200 ohms and here is how the 7B is sounding. And now I have engaged the low Z button. So we have decreased the impedance of the microphone input to 300 ohms, and I have not changed the gain or the output. On this one, I definitely heard a slight change in the tone, but I am monitoring this at the same time, so don't trust me. It's going to really come down to playback, and here is how this is sounding. And just like I do on all of my interface reviews, now I have the SM7B connected directly to the preamp so we can really demonstrate how good the pre is because the SM7B is a notoriously quiet microphone and it takes a lot of gain to drive. Currently, I have my gain set at 70 dB and my output level set at around 130. I'll go ahead and increase my output level to 100 and adjust the gain accordingly so you can hear how that sounds. But first, let's listen to the noise at this level setting. And now I've decreased my gain to 65 dB while boosting the output to 100%, so I am not attenuating at all. 
and here is how it has been sounding and now I'll be quiet so you can hear the background noise or the preamp noise generated at this level. And just because I know somebody is going to want this, let me go ahead and engage Air 1 on the SM7B. And now I have a bit of a high shelf on here, which really does open the 7B up quite a bit. If that's not enough for you, which I think it might be, 3dB is plenty. Let's go ahead. That's with it off. And now I have the 6 decibel high shelf on this thing engaged on the SM7B. And there you go, just to give you the example, because I know somebody would be curious about it. Okay, let's go ahead and do some more tests now. Now I'm going to go ahead and connect a dummy XLR connector with a 150 ohm resistor to the preamp so we can measure and hear what kind of noise this thing generates. Now I want to demonstrate the difference between running directly into your audio interface and then running into the outboard preamp and then into the audio interface. First we'll do a spoken word sample, then we'll do a DI bass sample, then we'll do another DI sample, that time from an acoustic guitar output, and lastly we will do an electric guitar sample capturing the Austrian audio OC818 capturing my guitar in the box of doom. First up, we have the spoken word sample. Right now, I have the NT1 connected directly to the Focusrite 18i20, 48 volts phantom power turned on, and my gain set at around 1230, and here is how the audio sounds. Let's jump to the sample running through the outboard preamp. And now I am speaking into the Rode NT1 running into the outboard preamp, gain set at 45 dB, output gain stage set at around 130 running line level into the audio interface and here is how it sounds
All right, for a $350 outboard preamp, I think this thing is perfectly functional and it offers some pretty versatile features. And first up in terms of pros, as I just mentioned, I think that this preamp is pretty dang versatile given that it has two high pass filters and it has two high shell filters. Also, I really like that they have the output gain stage here so you can roll that back and then crank up the gain to really get that 1073 saturation and color to it. And I also think the addition of the low Z button is really neat. They did not need to have that. That's just cool. You have another way to alter the sound of your microphone, which is essentially why you're buying this outboard preamp. It's another tool to use to try to get the sound that you're looking for. I think that's really cool that they included that. And then as far as cons, there's nothing that I really hate about this thing, but I do strongly dislike how limited the meter is. You have negative 10, zero, plus 10, and clip. That is not a very useful meter. I would love to have an actual functional and usable meter because I find that to be pretty much useless. Now, what is my overall opinion of this thing? What I heard was a slightly tighter low end, which was kind of surprising to me. I wasn't expecting the low end to be a little bit cleaner. You also get a bit more punchy midsection, which I really enjoyed on the electric guitar, made it sound a little bit more aggressive. And then the top end was ever so slightly tamer. It wasn't as harsh sounding as running direct into the focus right. Maybe harsh is the wrong word. It didn't sound as clinical, which I really enjoyed. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Golden Age Projects Pre-73 Mark III Vintage Preamplifier? Yeah, kind of. Let me explain. I think that the improvements over running through an outboard preamp are subtle, and they are not going to turn garbage into gold. So if you're currently recording with a microphone that you hate, do not look at an outboard preamp and think, that'll solve all my problems. I'm going to buy that, run this crap through it, and then we'll get gold out the other side. That is not how it works. And the reason that I'm saying I only kind of recommend this is I believe a lot of people are going to be looking at this and thinking this will fix the problems with their sound when they have a microphone that they strongly dislike the sound of. So instead of dumping $350 into a pretty good outboard preamp, I think the first order of business is getting a great sounding microphone that you enjoy. And then once you've done that, then go ahead and start looking at outboard preamps and look to add that color, look to add that flavor to your recording that you really want. And with all of that out of the way, as a beginner entry-level outboard pre, I think this thing sounds great. It offers an incredible amount of gain at 80 decibels. That is bonkers. It has two high passes, two high shelves. It has a low Z. You could alter the mic input impedance. It is just an incredibly versatile, really cool tool at 350 bucks. So if that is you, you have a mic that you like and you're looking to add a little bit of flavor, you want that 1073 preamp style, I say go for it. 
All right, that is going to be it for today, but being that this was my first review of a proper outboard preamp, I would love to hear from you what you think is missing. What do you think I should include in my next review of an outboard pre that would make it a bit more useful for you? Because this is all a learning process. I'm trying to determine how best to approach outboard pre's because it is a lot more subtle. So if you can think of anything that would be absolutely beneficial to determining if a preamp is right for you, let me know in the comments and I'll try to include that in the next review that I do. And also, if you do want a higher quality recording of this review, I will have that on podcastage.com and I will also have it linked in the description. And if you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hate my stupid face, big old thumbs down. If you want more audio educational videos and reviews, go ahead and subscribe. And if you want to be a super stud or a super babe, like all of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button or going to patreon.com slash podcastage and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue to bring you these videos. And sorry, I just sexualized all of you. That was very disrespectful of me. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next week.